Drinks, food, art, fun. This is Hops and Spirits, Kentucky. I had a great time this past weekend at the Woodland Art Fair where there was uh, getting some good drinks, talking uh, with some friends of the show, or just checking out a lot of amazing art. It was a ton of fun. Hopefully this weekend, if Mother Nature cooperates and you know, brings down those temps maybe into the 80s, I get to check out Crave here in Lexington. And if you, you missed last week's episode, you'll get to know all about what's going on there because uh, a lot of fun there. Uh, but before we get into our episode this week, as we continue our road trip series up to Streetside Brewery in Cincinnati, what's pouring some news in? notes from around Kentucky. Fast Casual Venezuelan Concept Senora Arepa closed its new location in July, but the restaurant reopened on Tuesday, August 22nd in St. Matthews. The new digs at 117 Street or St. Matthews Avenue New Trinity High School boasts a bigger patio with a giant moss-covered bowl and a new menu with old favorites. Bourbon and Blush Salon and Spa is celebrating its grand opening on Friday, August 25th. Treat yourself to many services, giveaways, raffles, refreshments, and more. The downtown Louisville spot is known for its award-winning bourbon-infused treatments. That's right, bourbon-infused treatments. Congratulations are in store to Chef Awida Michael, whose video series Up Home has been selected as a finalist for the 2023 International Association of Culinary Professionals Digital Media Award. Her passion project takes a deeper look into the culinary world of Central Kentucky with Awida's friends and neighbors. In Lexington Sweet Iron, which is District 7 Social Hall's newest eatery, is slated to open soon and will feature a European and regional waffle-inspired menu of classics. That sounds delicious. Bad Wolf Burgers, formerly located on South Broadway in Lexington, has returned to the Meadowthorpe area. After its, at least, after its least expired, owner Rachel Collins said a smaller space made sense due to increased demand for carryout and delivery orders. You can visit their new location at 1401 North Forbes Road. Cole's 735 Main is bringing back its nonprofit dinner series called Cole's Community Table. You can reserve your table now for their first one, which is happening today <laughs> when this episode drops on Wednesday, August 23rd. Third, where proceeds from the evening will support the Thoroughbred Aftercare Alliance. Food Chain and 21C Lexington are teaming up to help combat food insecurity in the community with a culinary fundraising event. Harvest, which will be held Thursday, September 7th, will feature a four-course meal, silent auction, jazz, music, and art. Season Spirits, a unique charitable art exhibit from the nonprofit Bourbon with Heart, will showcase 50 bourbon barrel heads, each hand-painted by talented Kentucky artists aged 50 and above. That's right. It all makes sense on Season Spirits. The exhibit will be held at the Cambria Hotel, located on the historic Whiskey Row in downtown Louisville, for six weeks, beginning on September 1st, so you need to check that out. And in some sad news... Bobby Cones, the sister shop of Crank and Boom, announced that it will close at the end of the month. The last day to snag soft serve ice cream at 3735 Palomar Center Drive in Lexington is August 31st. Up next, we continue our Road Trip 2023 series with a stop in Cincinnati as we chat with Garrett Hickey and Streetside Brewing. Enjoy. Remember to check out Hops and Spirits on social media at Hop Spirits, all one word, on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and Twitter. You can also find Hops and Spirits on YouTube and at hopspirits.com. Joining us today for our Q&A, it's part of our Road Trip Series 2023 as we head up to Cincinnati and we talk with the managing brewer and owner at Streetside there, Garrett Hickey. Gary, Garrett, welcome in. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Well, we, we appreciate you hopping on here, and, and we'll be talking about all things street side here in a second, but I always like to start these off with uh, what I call the cliff notes. Just tell us a little bit about yourself, not too much, because like I said, I've got some good questions to ask here shortly. Sure. Um, 
okay. Um, <laughs> Put I, you on the spot, uh, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. So we're now we're uh, managing owner, um, managing brewer, and owner of Streetside. Uh, we've been open for about seven years, uh, almost seven years. Um, been uh, in the industry for nine, almost ten years now. Um, started out uh, volunteering at Mad Tree, and then. Uh, worked at Rivertown, went to school over in England, and then we uh, we opened up Streetside. So uh, that's my that's just like me uh, professionally. Uh, two dogs, wife, house, you know, the normal stuff. <laughs> I like it. I like. It. I also like how you went over to England for school. Was there any particular reason why you wanted to go over there to to kind of get a little more in depth knowledge of of the industry? Yeah, for sure. So. Um, when I was, it was like in between the time of uh, volunteering at Madra, I was working at a bar um, to try to get like the front of house side figured out. Uh, and I was volunteering at Madra to try to get a little back of house knowledge. And I uh, was kind of just like thinking of ideas on how to uh, like expand my knowledge without, because uh, it was hard to get a job. Uh, there's not a lot of breweries. Uh, volunteering was great, but obviously it was volunteering. I was only getting paid in beer. Uh, and bartending is fine, but you're really uh, at a restaurant. You're not really getting getting a good um, a good idea of like what a brewery really looks like. So I started looking for schools um, that I could go to, and like Siebel was one of them. And back then it was that was that was nine years ago. Yeah, nine years ago, almost 10, I guess. Um, and uh, Siebel was around. Uh, UC Berkeley was around, but they were all, Siebel was all theoretical up until a certain point where you could go over to Germany and learn at their uh, program at Domans. And then UC Berkeley required you to have a, to get into their graduate program. Uh, and I'm not like the best of students. So I, uh, I kind of just, I was looking for something uh, a little bit different, something with practical as well as theoretical uh, and brew lab over in Sunderland offered that. Um, so whatever, it wasn't really even an application process. It was kind of just like you paid and you went. Uh, so I, I, I had a cousin who lived over in London at the time, uh, went over, hung out with him. He kind of like showed me the, showed me the ropes of uh, the UK. And then uh, I went up to Sunderland. Uh, I was there for, three and a half, four months. Um, and then from there, I, uh, I kind of, I just basically, I, I went and visited an old intern uh, of mine in France and then I came home. Um, but yeah, during that time it was, uh, we would do like one practical brew session at school that was like homebrew, um, three days a week. Yeah. Three days a week. It was, it was theoretical, uh, whether it's, uh, business plans, microbiology, uh, chemistry, off-flavor training, that stuff like that. Or, and then on Tuesday, Thursdays, typically it was uh, either you were out in the, uh, the area around Sunderland uh, doing uh, hands-on professional training uh, at breweries in the area, or you were going to, or you were doing your homebrew where you would, whatever, you would write your own recipe and, and do uh, all the all the stuff uh, at at brew lab. Um, and then the professors would kind of oversee that. And we would do like, sometimes we went brew, sometimes we would do, uh, they had like a little bottler, uh, 
that was like a counter pressure, super nice counter pressure bottler for like uh, professional breweries that you wouldn't really like. I've never seen again, uh, but it was really nice for what we had. Uh, and we would whatever we bottle like the whole class would bottle. We would all sit around and uh, mess around while like one person bottled because it would take like basically the whole day for twelve people to bottle their beers. Uh, and then we left. Um, when we left, we had, I think there was like almost 150 cases of beer left there because there was so many, like we couldn't drink the amount of beer that we had, we had made for 12 people. So, uh, whoever cleaned up our dorm, uh, got a ton of beer. Well, and it seems to have worked out. Was the goal when you went over there to basically be able to start a brewery back here? Was that the ultimate goal? Yeah. I mean, it was that's definitely like what they pitched themselves at. It was definitely what I, uh, envisioned when I went over there. Uh, the practical experience of like brewing with, uh, brewers in the Sunderland areas that one of those ones where I was like, all right, I'm going to, that's where I'm going to learn the most. Um, it is definitely like a different world over there. Um, so there's some of the application is not quite the same. Um, but that was definitely like when I went over there, I was like, all right, this is what I'm really going to focus on when I'm over there. I, there's some stuff that I already know that I don't need to worry about. There's some stuff that I don't know that I do need to pay extra, extra uh, attention to. So that was kind of when I, when I got there, that was what I was, I was really, like I had a game plan uh, ready to go when I got there. And and when did the idea when you got back here kind of turn into the reality that would become street side? Like what, how did that all work? It kind of like it was already when I went over there it was already in the works ish. Uh, we had purchased the building that we're currently in, uh, and then so like when I went over there, we had purchased the building I think in August, and I went over in February. Uh, so when like as I was the day I flew out, I believe or no, the week. The day I got to Sunderland, or yeah, because I was in London for a week. Sorry, I'm trying to like get my my timeline straight. Uh, the day I got to Sunderland, which was after a week over there, uh, I actually got a. Uh, my parents called me and they said, "Well, the the building partially collapsed." So we had bought this building. It was already uh, the the previous owner had set a fire in the uh, office to try to get insurance money. We bought the building because it was cheap and it was it was run down. We wanted to be in our neighborhood anyway. So, uh, yeah, we got there and, uh, the huge snowstorm in Cincinnati and, the and the, the roof collapsed. Um, so that was like, that was pretty, a pretty inauspicious start to the, uh, to the general Sunderland trip. But yeah, I mean, when, um, we'd already had this whole idea, we didn't have a name, we didn't have anything. We just knew that like, this was the idea was when I got back, we would open street side. And now that's not really, it took a little bit longer, um, to uh get going but it was one of those things where we were like we knew what we were doing or we knew what we wanted to do before we before i went over there well and and i was going to say i mean when it comes to that location clearly there was a reason that it was available but was it a simple Mm -hmm. search because i know talking to some folks it's not always very easy to to find a location No, I mean, it was, we kind of went all over the place. We probably chased our tails on the location, uh, like right outside of uh, Cincinnati in a neighborhood called, uh, or a little city, I guess, technically, called Newtown. Um, it had like, 
uh, it had one building on it. We were like, what we would have done was build another building, um, uh, and then kind of like attach them. Um, and actually the people who bought the land after, like after we decided that we weren't going to build there, um, did exactly what we were going to do. So like, it's very, you can see like what our idea would have looked like if we would have decided to go there. But the town, the township wasn't super helpful. Um, I think it was kind of like one of those things where like not a lot of breweries were open. So, uh, people weren't as willing to like welcome people into the neighborhood. Uh, that like, I mean, even we had some trouble. We had a lot of people that were not happy with us for, uh, demolishing the building after the, after the roof caved in, because uh, it was quote unquote historic, um, it wasn't really historic. It's just an old building. There's the difference, as we said many times, there's a difference between historic and an old building. Um, so it was difficult. It wasn't super, it wasn't the most arduous search that you, uh, that you've probably ever heard. We were, we, I think we settled on this after three different sites. Um, and we always really want to be in, in the neighborhood uh, that we were living in anyway. So like it, it worked out well, and this was always something that we had our eye on. So it worked out. Well, it's a cool, cool spot. And, and I'm, I'm curious, the name street side, obviously, yes, you're right on the street and things like that, but yeah. how'd the name come about? <laughs> uh, the name is actually, uh, the story is very lame. Uh, it's, it's not, it's not super exciting. <laughs> we were, meeting with our branders and we had like a list of like a hundred names and like i i wasn't like married to anything i i didn't really know what i wanted to call it i think i had a couple names that i liked and then i didn't really from i just didn't none of them really were catchy enough for me uh so we're meeting with the branders and um we go through this list of a hundred and then we narrow it down to 50 and then we narrow it down to 25 and we narrow it down to 15 and then we narrow it down to 10 and then we narrow it down to eight and then we narrow it down to six. And then we're sitting there and it's like, I think it's probably at like, I mean, in these meetings, we, this was like the third meeting about the name. So we're on like hour two of debating these six names and we, we were going to do, I think we were going to do like East end brewing brewery. I can't remember. Uh, but apparently there's an East end, owned by ice house brewing in pittsburgh i don't even know if they still have that trademark or not and that was going to be the name we were going to do east end um, i really like that name i was pretty i was that was like the name that i really really wanted to i really really wanted to go with uh, and we found out they had there's our, it was their trademark and we were just like all right well we're gonna have to go with something else so they suggested street side uh i didn't love it uh but here we are. Uh, seven years later, we still have street side. So um, it was one of those things where, like, it was we kind of. I'm just kind of dealing with it. Or I kind of dealt with it. Now it's it is what it is. You know what I mean? I'm, we've been here for a long time, and that's what everybody. I mean, it would be weird if we changed the name. So uh, yeah, it was not. It was not really my idea. I think we've been able to um, maybe not overcome the name, but. Uh, when we first opened, like we were going to be like very, not like road themed, but we were going to try like do a lot of neighborhood stuff. And, uh, we kind of like got past that pretty quickly and I decided to just be more unique with the names and try to try to think up, um, as many different weird names that we could, uh, so that we weren't like stuck with all road themed beers. Like one of the things that we said early on was like, we don't want to be like a motorcycle brewery. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with motorcycle breweries, but like it was, uh, we didn't want to be just like automobile and like road themed beer names. So we, we quickly 
um, we fairly quickly adapted um, away from that. Well, I'm guessing that's where uh, something as clever as Little Blue Balls came 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 to be then. And and how much fun is it naming your your beers and trying to ha- have extra fun there? Uh, it it was from like year one to three and a half was probably more fun than it is three and a half to seven. Um, I'm just it's it's hard to think of new names. Um, not every day, obviously, because we don't make new beers every every day or even every month. But it is like, uh, for instance, the beer that we did with Mile Wide for Hops on the Hill. Um, I didn't have a name. I had I was like, why don't we mash together two names of like two New Englands and we can just go from there. And uh, they weren't they didn't love that idea and they suggested something. I was like, all right, cool, let's just do that. I don't really care. Uh, it's it was one of those things where like it was like I was like, all right, I have and like they when when uh, when Scott threw it out, I I. I was like, all right, cool. I know what I'm going to do with this or what I'm going to suggest to our uh, brand manager who does all the cans, what I'm going to suggest to him to do. Um, so if you're, I, I don't know when this will come out, but the, the beer is called Fluffy Fingers. Um, I don't know if any, I'm sure people that are listening to this have, have seen or heard of Lettuce Fingers. Uh, so I had him do uh, a Lettuce Fingers style label um, because I wasn't as much as I, I like I'm not really an office guy and that's what it's from. Uh, so the description is very office themed, but the, the label is very like, uh, it's pretty, it's honestly pretty disconcerting. Um, it's, uh, it's a lot of, um, it looks exactly like the, the old YouTube thing. So it's, uh, it's interesting, but that's one of the things that sometimes we'll do stuff that is, uh, named for one thing. And then the labels totally, totally, uh, is totally out of like left field. You know what I mean? It's, um, we're doing one here soon called On the Cloud of Un- Unknowing, which is after a gorilla song. Um, and I was telling him like the inspiration I was hoping to do for the for the label. And I was like, you know, what would be cool is if we did like Goku running on um, the Dragon Road. I don't know if you're a Dragon Ball Z guy, but uh, there's a there's a whole long episode where Goku just like runs along this road. And I was like, that would look neat. Um, so that's hopefully what we do. I don't know if that's actually what we're going to do, but um, we'll see. Well, it, it sounds like even if you, you're not having as much fun with the names, you're still having a lot of fun with the, with the labels. And and what's sure. it like to kind of, you know, you, you guys have got a nice mix of IPAs, sours, lagers. I'm guessing, was there a certain, you know, style that you enjoyed at first? Or is it one of those things where you just kind of liked them all and ha- have a little bit of everything up there? Yeah, so I was a big kettle sour guy to start with. Um, Raspberry Beret was probably my favorite, uh, was my favorite beer when we started. Um, I've kind of progressed out of, um, and I used to drink a lot of New England's too. They weren't necessarily my favorite, but I liked them. Um, I've kind of progressed beyond those, not necessarily, uh, my palace has changed. Um, I, I'm a big, uh, like, Modelo guy when I go out to, um, like when I go to, out to a bar. So like my favorite beers that we make uh, are Mexican lagers. Um, we have like a, an Italian pills coming um, and we have our fest beer coming out. So I'm excited for those. Um, we're trying to uh, expand our lager program kind of because that's like what the brewers like to drink. I know that's kind of cliche to say that the brewers like to drink lagers, but uh, that's what we like. To, that's what we like to drink. Um, so we're going to try to, we're, we've been trying to expand that uh, that part of the brewery um, 
but yeah, it's I started out as one thing and I completely changed to like the complete opposite. But I feel like that's how a lot of a lot of people in the industry's palettes have changed. And uh, I think I honestly like I think a lot of people, uh, a lot of consumers are kind of going that way as well. Yeah, I was going to say I'm the exact same way. I was a big sour guy, kind of gotten into the hazies, and now it's almost kind of funny. We're back where where, where we started with yeah. with loggers, what we grew up drinking, and yeah. and you know. Uh, you guys also do a lot of fun things there too, in, in the sense of kind of I feel like experimentation, whether it's different flavors, styles. Why, why is that something that that you've always kind of done? Because it's not like a straight lager all the time. There's a little bit of sure. a thought into that recipe. Yeah, so it was um, one of the things that like when we opened, uh, it was kind of because it was not so early. I mean, we haven't been around that long, but um, when. One of my biggest problems with a lot of breweries was um, they would say something was supposed to taste like something and then it wouldn't taste like something. So my big thing was like, hey, if we're going to say that this beer tastes like this, it needs to taste like this. So that's why we've kind of we've always been so adjunct heavy, like where we kind of go. Well, we don't kind of we do go above and beyond what a lot of people think is uh, maybe prudent. Uh, But yeah, that's or we've always tried to we've always tried to like not push the limits. I don't want to say that, but, um, be diligent about how we are adjuncting and how, if we're going to, if we're going to do something out of, out of maybe the, the realm of like your average standard, like whatever it goes up. Um, like if we're going to put plum in it, we're going to put 500 pounds of plum in it. We're not going to put 250 pounds. We want you to taste the plum, even though plum is kind of like a, whatever a plum goes is not the most exciting beer of all time, but it is like, I still want the consumer to be able to taste the beer that we, or taste what we intended for it to taste like. You don't want like just a hint. You actually want the full, full fledged flavor right. with it. Yep. For sure. And you know, when folks get to come and visit y'all there, I, you know, I've been there, it's been a little while since, since I've gotten to vi- visit y'all, what can they expect in the tap room and, and, and when they come there? trying to think of like because i'm not really intimately involved with that i mean like one of the things about one of the things that we've always tried to describe ourselves as is like uh um we try it like even though we're a brewery even though there's work you can watch us work downstairs um we try and still be kind of like your living room your home away from home um try to keep it um almost a little divey um i don't we, we've got Christmas lights up. We've got like the, the faux brick. We're not like the most polished of breweries out there. Uh, but we are, um, we are trying to like make it so you're comfortable when you're here. Um, and whatever it's a, it's a recognizable, um, like a recognizable vibe, I guess. And like one of the things that like when we added the patio last year, the, we had a, we had a, like basically almost, two and a half times added the, the uh, like a patio the two and a half size uh, of the, the original patio. That was like, hey, we know that people want to sit outside. We know people like enjoying their decks. Uh, let's try to make this into a an area where people can come and sit outside because it was really like the, the original patio was extremely small. I think it, we probably could fit 20 people out there. So if you're trying to sit out there and enjoy a beer and there's – 30 people around you it's too much it's too much space now um, now there's plenty of um, plenty of space for everybody to sit we've got 
four TVs out there so we can watch TV. We got heaters for the winter. It's it's one of those things we're trying to trying to bring people here that may have just like instead of sitting on their on their patio one night or on their porch one night, they're coming here and they're sitting on our patio. A little home away from home. Yeah, yeah. And obviously food, if, if folks want to have food, is the food truck still hanging out front or, or what's the, the options they have there? Yeah, so we've got, um, we got rid of our food truck. We used to own uh, Black Dog Grill. We got rid of it. Um, it wasn't, we, I mean, a lot of people say that we didn't really get into this to, to own a restaurant. Um, and like with everything that's happened in the last couple of years, uh, running a restaurant is not, is not easy. Um, and it was just turning into like a, it was honestly just like a burden. Uh, it wasn't, it was making money, but not enough money to justify the stress that went into, that went into running it. Uh, so we partnered with, uh, Kraft Burger Bros. Uh, they've been around, try, try to look at the food truck. I can't see it. Uh, I think they've been around for like four or five years. Um, and they, they make really good burgers. Um better burgers than we could have made. Uh, and that's, that's, that's their job. Their job is they only do one thing. They, they, they are a food truck. Uh, they make, they make food. They have, they, they've worked in kitchens before and they know what they're doing. So uh, they have a, they have a, a really good menu. Uh, their burgers are, are killer. Um, they've got fries, pretzels, all that stuff. So I mean, they're, they're, they're doing really well. Uh, we're, we're happy that we got out of the business and we got, we have a good partner now. So, well, and the, those partnerships are, are, are always cool. And I, clearly, earlier you were talking about doing some collab, collabs mile-wide down and, and and so forth. And I know down here in Lexington, where I'm based, you guys have done stuff with Mirror Twin and some others. Mm-hmm. What What is it about collabs that you guys like doing and then obviously kind of bringing two, two interesting minds together to create something cool? For sure. It's uh, – I mean, with, a, with any collab um, – you like you said, you're bringing you're bringing two people together, um, or more than two people together, in a lot of cases. Um, and you're just you get to bounce ideas off each other. We're doing one with RAR in uh, the middle of August, and that's been that's been in the works for uh, a couple months. So it's been it's been fun to be able to bounce ideas off of um, off of each other for that. Um, there. I think he's just, I think he's a brewer there, but he, he messaged us on Instagram, asked if we, if we'd want to do something. He's from here. Uh, and so he's been, um, he texted me, we bounced some ideas off each other. We got on a zoom and, um, we, sorry, it's, I guess everyone just decided to yell. <laughs> my apologies to the audience who's listening to this, who's listening to my, my mother yell. Um, the, uh, so we, we bounced ideas off each other. We we're going to really blow that one out of the water. Um, we have, um, we're doing mega Matuka, which is a blend of, uh, uh, phantasm and Matuka, like a style, like a style heavy, uh, Matuka and YQH 1320, which is like an experimental hop. And then we're doing a style, uh, style producing yeast. And that's even a blend. So this, this beer is like, really 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 um really like crazy uh and we're excited about that one that's like that's one of those ones where we bounce ideas off each other bounce ideas off each other bounce ideas off each other and not mean we're still bouncing ideas off each other um whenever we do um like we just we're doing our blend with um more uh 
for our anniversary, we did some, we did a stout that we put in the barrels in 21 when we were up there for their festival. Uh, Victor, our head brewer, uh, talked to them. We brought up samples with them. They sat down and like talked for like half a day uh, and just threw ideas off each other. So it's one of those things where you're doing, um, you're doing weird stuff with, with people that you like and pe- that people that either might not be your friends, but might end up being your friends. Like the guy from, guy from where I, I, I didn't know him, but he reached out and honestly, we, we don't talk a ton, but we talk enough that like he, I text him when I text some of the people that I, that I actually am friends with that probably from back in the day. So that's one of those things was like, I mean, same with Scott, uh, Scott and Kyle from, uh, mile wide I, i'm talking to them once or twice a week or actually right now like once or twice a day uh, just to get all the all the details ironed out for hops on the hill uh and like derek uh from mirror twin we met i don't even know at this point i don't remember when we met but like he threw out uh he threw out the idea to do a collab we went down there he was busy and like he was like, Hey, I gotta, he's like, I can't like hang out all day. I was like, all right, that's fine. I was like, we weren't like, we weren't super close. So I was like, I'm just going to leave if you're cool with that. And, uh, it actually worked out. Cause like my dogs, uh, the deer died in our backyard and they decided to eat the deer. Um, so we had to give them back. So I got home and, and right in time to, to clean up our dogs. Uh, so it was kind of bit nice that Eric heard that Derek was busy. Uh, but then that they came down and we've done, uh, that collab with them, or we've rebrewed that one multiple times. We're actually going to rebrew um, Two Dudes Being Bros uh, for our anniversary because we haven't released it in a while, and we're going to do a, a double-fruited version. So it's one of those things where it's like we can always, one, you get to make cool beers with people, and then also you get to, uh, like we do iterations of a lot of these, a lot of these uh, beers. Like we're doing, uh, we've never done double-fruited, uh, two dudes for him grows, but we're, we're gonna, that's what we're gonna do for the anniversary because it's a little bit something different. Um, travel weather with Masthead, we've, we've released a couple times, uh, last year, but we hadn't released it in two years. We just released like the straight version this year. Um, but then we also did like a four barrel batch of, uh, pog travel weather. So, and then last year we didn't release any travel weather except for our double or our triple dry hop version of it. So, so, so clearly a little yeah. fun. <laughs> Clearly, yeah, a little I, fun. Yeah, it's. I was gonna say, well, like, I can I can talk about clubs all day because it's just like we do a lot of them, obviously. And it's just like it's such like it can be it can be as like straightforward as like two friends just sending recipes to each other and saying, "All right, cool, like that looks good." And it can be as it can be as complicated as, "Hey, like these barrels have been sitting here for this long. Like we think these are like some of our best barrels. Like how do you feel about doing this with them?" And then somebody might say, "Hey, I don't like that." Um, even this more beer, um, like I'm not like, I'm not super pumped about their ideas, but you know what? Like, I mean, I trust that, that Victor and, and David know what they're talking about and, and we're going to make them and, um, it'll be, I'm sure it'll be good. Everybody's going to like it. Uh, I have no doubt about that. I'm just, um, uh, I'll give away one of the, one of the variants, but, or one of the, there's two variants in it, but I'm at, I don't, I've white chocolate is one of the variants and I'm not a big white chocolate guy at all. Um, so we'll see. I, maybe I won't drink a whole lot of it, but we are releasing like a like a unadjuncted variant where I think it's going to be a, a couple cases. So that'll be fun too. Like I'll get to drink that because that, that those barrels are some of the best barrels that we've ever we've ever done. 
Well, and, and and like like we always say, everyone has slightly different taste buds, and there's nothing wrong yeah, with that. Absolutely. And and as you talk about it, clearly you guys are coming up on another anniversary here soon, things like that. What's next for y'all? Because you guys have been around for a little while in the in the game, all, all considering. Yeah. Um. Honestly, probably just doing our thing. Um. Uh, trying to get to like one of the things that we. Uh, we've been striving towards is trying to get to more festivals so more people can can get our beer um, that may not come to Cincinnati. While we would love for everyone to come to Cincinnati and see us, it's just not feasible. Uh, so, like this year, uh, we did uh, we went to Des Moines for Barn Town. Uh, we went to uh, Moore or Chicago Huntley for more. We're going to Louisville for Hops on the Hill. We're going to Great Taste of Midwest up in Madison. And then uh, I'm trying to think what else we got. Uh, we got one down Tennessee. I don't remember where Common John is, but we'll be down there. We were at Southern Grist, uh, another Tennessee-based one. So we're trying to get out there. And, and our goal is to always do – if we can do more, we, we will. Um, they also have to be feasible. It's, it has been like – it's been a lot of traveling for – me and Victor this year, <laughs> just because it's. I mean, in August. I think we're we're. I'm gone three straight weekends, uh, just for beer stuff, which is uh, kind of a lot. But um, we like to see people. We like to meet people. More was uh, the more anniversary festival was was wild. We had uh, we released bread pudding, barely bread pudding. Speak of the devil uh, at two p.m. And we had a line all the way, like basically the entire like like width of the festival, which I we've never had before. Uh, we ran out of beer before even half the line, or we ran out of that beer specifically before even half the line. We kicked the kegs with an hour left in the festival. It was, I mean, we we really felt the love up there, which was great. Uh, hopefully, we can that we can keep that going because uh, it also enables us to pack up and go and spend time with everybody. Uh, so yeah, if you're if you're at a festival, make sure you come and drink our beer, so I can go and drink beer after after you guys finish our beer. <laughs> it's a win win, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And, and Garrett, I appreciate you sharing your story, the story of Streetside, and and uh, it's much appreciated, man. Yeah, no problem. Find more from Hops and Spirits at hopspirits.com. Thanks, everybody. Bye.